Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mill podcast. It is Boxing Day. I have currently just spent a little bit of time journaling, reflecting on this last year of 2021 and I have gone out for a nice little walk this morning to just clear my head and also try and clear my belly of all the food that I filled it with yesterday and I really just wanted to sit down and get all of my thoughts onto paper and to really just kind of like sit and marinate in what has happened in this last year and after reflecting on everything that has happened in 2021 I've realized that literally every single month there has just been a big risk if not several big risks that I have taken that have allowed me to genuinely get to the point where I'm not joking when I say like I wake up each day now and I feel like someone's gonna like burst my bubble at some point like I feel like I am living a dream I really still feel like I can't physically grasp what has happened this year and the fact that I get up every single day with the freedom and independence to do what I love to do and that is only increasing and the fact that I have grown a community like to to everyone who's listening to this you you follow my story you follow my journey you're here for education for valuable content but you're listening right a year ago no one was listening like there wasn't really anyone there like I only started my kind of like fitness journey and fitness Instagram in like the first lockdown just because I was a little bit bored and cast forward to now just before we head into 2022 I have built a business to the point where I am maxed out in the amount of people that I am able to help and I'm setting up new projects so I can help as many people as possible and you know this podcast has had over 10,000 downloads and it's only been going for five months my YouTube has had over 100,000 views and we're about 2,000 followers or subscribers on there. Like it genuinely all just feels absolutely ridiculous and I still find it hard to believe. So it it didn't just happen on a, on a fluke, you know, this wasn't random. I made decisions this year which were terrifying, but they allowed all of this to manifest my dreams like I am genuinely living the dream right now and I'm so grateful to get to do what I do every day and this is actually just a giant thank you to every single person who's listening to this right now like I'll, I'll leave the soppiness for the end but genuinely I, I just feel like I need to kind of talk through what has happened this year and explain it so that you can understand why taking risks and stepping outside of your comfort zone is so worth it for your personal growth for your professional development to get you to really start to believe that you can do anything you set your mind to, this is a must listen. And trust me when I say like, I'm someone who really does lack self-belief and it's not something which you might perceive from the fact that I do all of these things or I have done all of these things, you know, with my social media, with my business, etc. You might think that I'm really confident in everything that I do, but it's never ever been that way. And I'll explain like all the way through when I talk through this year, why that is the case and why I've kind of invested into other people to give me that self-belief and to give me a bit more direction. But the one thing that now allows me to be confident in the fact that I do have the grit and the passion and the discipline to do anything that I want to do and to achieve anything that I want to in life is because every single time that I've done something where I've been unsure about it or I've been scared about it, I have actually just realized 
that it does work out and even if it doesn't work out I still learn something and so from that I now have the self-belief that even if there is a rainy day and even if things don't work out I will learn something and I will come back stronger and that resilience that has really really developed in my life more than ever from this year is something that I want to instill into you so I hope that you're going to enjoy this little journey into what 2021 has been for me so the way that I kind of thought that I'd do this podcast is just reflect on where I started this year and go through each month in terms of the risks that I took So for those of you who might not know, I only launched my coaching business, Coached by Millie, in January. And I had decided that after in December last year, 2020, when we went into the third lockdown, I was just like, this is going to keep happening. And I don't know how long this is going to keep happening. I have had like 10 clients by that point that I'd been working with for maybe like three to four months. And I was just like, do you know what? If I truly want to pursue what I love, which at that time I knew was coaching and you was bodybuilding, I decided that I was seriously going to have to launch this business. I was going to have to talk about it. I was going to have to shout about it. And I was going to have to learn more and learn fast about how I would be able to build my business to the point where that would be able to sustain me in time for me to quit my job, my corporate job of being a a nuclear scientist working for the government at the time, I was going to need to basically scale that business enough so that before we had to start going into the office and I wasn't able to give all of that time to the business, that I would then be able to kind of like stand on my own legs. And even if it meant that I took a slight drop in the amount of money that I was earning, but I was able to do something that I'd love, like I would make it work. So in January, I decided to have the logo made for my business. I decided that it was now or never and I really, really needed to take the plunge to get this business off the ground so that I could, you know, really make my dream happen. And I knew that I didn't really have all the business knowledge because I've never studied business. Um, I studied a chemistry degree. I was never taught business in school. So I had no idea when it came to marketing. I had no idea when it came to sales. I had no idea really what it took to get your online business to get the most out of it, especially when you're delivering something that's, you know, service-based. I'm not selling products, I'm selling a service. I'm selling my coaching. And that was something which I didn't really know how to do. So I happened to see that my business mentor, Adam, had um, launched like a a five-day challenge, which was the first week of January. I had seen he'd been shared by some of my other friends who were coaches on social media. And I decided, right, let me do this challenge. And I did this challenge and executed everything Adam told me to do. And within that week, I'd gained like an extra five clients, um, which to me was phenomenal. Like I was like, oh, my goodness, another five clients. Like that's that's crazy in one week because I had the kind of idea of how many clients I would need to be able to earn enough money to match the salary that my job as a nuclear scientist was paying me. So when I had that, great success from just a free five-day challenge I hopped on a call with Adam and I wanted to learn a little bit more about how he would be able to help me and I hopped on this call with Adam and he really believed in me and he said we can absolutely make this happen and we can make it happen way faster than you believe you'll be able to make it happen however when he told me like the price to me that was a lot of money a lot of money each month at the time I had moved um, in with my older brother because I didn't have to be paying rent anymore. I was previously working in Bristol. 
um, I didn't have to be paying rent anymore because I was just working from home. So I decided I would move back in with my older brother who had his own place and I would save a little bit of money. So technically all the money that would have been going to rent, I then invested into Adam. And that was a really, really big step for me. But it was something that I was just like, right, I have to make this work. If I don't make this work and I don't do everything he says to actually make a return on that investment, then I'm going to be tied into a year long contract and I'm going to be paying that even if I have to continue with my corporate job. And that was scary because if all of a sudden, you know, I got called back into the office within a month or two and I had to then find all this money to pay rent, like that that was scary because I would have been in a very uncomfortable position financially. So I took this risk to invest into Adam and to do every single thing he told me to do in order to be able to get my name out there a little bit more and to get people to know who I am and to see whether they'd want to be coached by me. So that was a massive, massive um, risk that I took. And that was just in the first week of January. That was like in the first 10 days of this year. Alongside that, I had decided that I wanted to do my first bodybuilding prep, but we were in a lockdown. I wanted to prep for shows that were in June and July, which meant that I would be starting my prep at the end of January. And I had some limited equipment. I had maybe like two 20 kg plates, a short 10 kg barbell, 10 2 kg plates, and then a couple of different kind of like adjustable dumbbells and loads of resistance bands. And there I was like living in my older brother's flat in a really confined space with him in and out of the house. Fortunately, he was still working despite the fact that it was locked down because he has to work outside as an electrician. So his work was still able to go ahead. So I had a little bit of room and a little bit of space to be able to train. But it also meant that I was going outside and doing like 15,000 plus steps in the snow alongside working my corporate job, alongside trying to get onto all of the weekly webinars and all the education that Adam was providing and marketing to Instagram to try and, you know, build my business. So as well as that, I also was really nervous about starting prep for a couple of reasons. So for those of you who have listened to my past podcast, you will know that I have suffered with a binge eating disorder and that I also have inflammatory bowel disease. My inflammatory bowel disease is an autoimmune condition, which is triggered by stress. And when that's triggered, I can be hospitalized, I can be bed bound, I can lose a lot of body weight because my digestive system gets so inflamed that I can't absorb any nutrients and I can get really, really sick and have to go on some harsh medication for that. And naturally stress um, is going to happen when you're going through a prep, you're hammering your body and you are really, really pushing it to its limits, as well as the fact that I was then working a you know, 40 hour corporate job and trying to build a business on the side. But to me, it was worth it to make my dream happen, even if it meant that I got sick. And if I did get sick, I would have postponed prep or I would have stopped it. Like I always would have put my health first, but it was like, I can't hold myself back from doing a prep and from doing what I'm really excited to do at the, at the fear of something that might not even happen. It could happen. And if it does, I'll deal with it. But I decided at that point that even if, you know, I was to get those kind of binge urges come back in or they were to start to creep in you know at least I tried and then I would have pulled out of prep because there's no way that I could go through a prep with you know my binge eating or disordered eating still around 
I knew that I had my coach Danny to really look after me and she knew me inside out so she would have been there to make sure that I was okay regardless of what happened so in January it was probably one of the craziest months in terms of the decisions that I decided to make. I put myself under financial stress, under physical stress, under a lot of mental stress and all of this was in pursuit of really chasing my dream to do what I wanted to do and to help other people become the best version of themselves and to see whether I would be able to step on a bodybuilding stage to prove to myself that no matter the obstacles that I've been through in my life, I can do something that's that challenging and also because I love bodybuilding. So January was a crazy month. And then moving into February, this is where things started to get really tough mentally because I was pushing on with prep, training in a absolutely tiny flat with really limited equipment. Like I remember crying through home workouts because I was so done with them and we'd been doing them for months and months on end at that point. I genuinely like could barely find the time to to train as well. Like I remember I'd try and train in the morning before I'd have to clock on to my like actual job, open up my laptop and start my meetings. Or I'd remember training during lunchtime, but because my job was so demanding and I worked for the government and, you know, working for the government also during the COVID times, whilst there is loads of international politics going on, like you're on beck and call, basically any single time that someone needs you, you can clock on and think that you'll finish at five. But depending on what statements for ambassadors need to be written that day for certain announcements, you know, I could have been working way longer. And also, I remember plenty of times like doing a a workout, like in my living room, and then suddenly I was getting calls from managers and things like that, people asking me to do stuff. So it was really tough because I never had like that mental switch off. I couldn't go somewhere else to a new environment to train. I couldn't go and escape my job to be able to do what I wanted to do because at the end of the day, like it was just not that kind of of job where you had that amount of flexibility. The only flexibility was working from home and that's because we'd been told to. So it was really, really tough in that aspect. And as well as that, I decided to launch my YouTube. So I, at that point, promised myself that I was going to document my journey mainly for me and for my memories but also to help others and to show them you know that whatever you want to do is possible so I committed myself to putting out a weekly vlog and I remember there were some days that I was compromising sleep over just editing vlogs like staying up so late at night and let's not forget to mention the fact that I have never edited a vlog or filmed anything in my life at this point like I had no idea what I was doing so I bought a camera I started filming stuff And I started like trying to edit things on Final Cut Pro and for literally every single step that I was doing, I was YouTubing, how do I do this? How do I insert a transition? How can I cut this clip to merge into this clip? Like I really, really did not know what I was doing. So I was teaching myself as well as working on just doing loads of YouTube content, such as what does prep entail? What are my plans? Posing, like what my food looks like as a a vegan bodybuilder on prep. All of that I was trying to put out as content to help people to document my journey and doing that alongside all of my evenings and weekends, which were just consultation calls, onboarding new clients, like attending to my current clients, answering their questions, doing their check-ins, like it was crazy. And all of this was crammed while sharing a small apartment with my brother because I was trying to save some rent money, um, which was allowing me to pay for my business mentor. So it was it was mentally a really, really, really difficult time. And I think I really did hit burnout in February because it was so much to juggle at once. But I got through it. 
I did get through it, but let me just say, like, with how cold and miserable it was, and it was snowy and icy, it, it, I didn't have an escape, like, I really did not have an escape, I felt boxed in with all of this pressure, and it got really tough, but thankfully, when we got to March, it was around the time that the gyms were about to open, so I pushed on, and at this point, it was crazy, because, like, I was starting to really, really build up my client base quite quickly, the one thing that I will say about the lockdowns, as horrible as they were for all of us to have to deal with, myself included, like, trust me, I found it so, so difficult. I remember when we went into that third lockdown, I just burst into tears because I was just like, I can't do it again. Like, I can't just keep training and, and doing this all at home. And this time I've got a prep, like my first ever bodybuilding prep, like I was absolutely distraught, but I pushed on. I really did work to push on and it got to the stage where my client base had really crept up because everyone needed a purpose, like everyone needed something to keep them from going crazy. So, so many people started working with me in that lockdown, largely due to the fact that they needed something to look after their mental health, they needed me as an extra support um, and that to me started to make me feel like I was doing the right thing because at no point did I ever feel like that was not the right thing to do because even though I was getting compassion fatigue from having to manage everything that I was doing, nothing made me happier than hearing my clients like just say that today I got out of bed and I went for a walk. Today's the first time for ages in lockdown that I haven't just sat at home and binge ate food. I've actually done a home workout. I finished work early today so that I could move my body. Like all of this stuff really made me realize that I was making a difference to people's lives and it spurred me on. And if it wasn't for that, I really don't know whether I would have continued. So it helped me to realize that this was the right thing for me. And it was absolutely what I wanted to invest my life to do. Alongside with the pressure of having to then start a new placement, a new rotation of my graduate scheme, but start that virtually. So I then started working for a new company virtually working from home having to get to know a whole new team and introduce myself to everyone virtually and um, that was again another amount of pressure because I had to learn very quickly about how to become an inspector for the nuclear industry to make sure that people weren't doing anything illegal which was completely different to what I was doing prior to um, moving on to that rotation where I was actually working for government statements and kind of um, investing money into certain nuclear projects so really really different kind of work and I had to learn all of that and get to grips with it while working from home and also trying to, to balance all of these clients so by April you know I was back in the gym which was amazing like it was the the one thing that I'd been holding on to for a really really long time and gratefully that allowed me a little bit more sanity it meant I could actually do my cardio on a stairmaster instead of on the tiny mini mini treadmill that I'd bought myself um, and just trying to do my cardio in between meetings and stuff like that it was really really tough but yeah I managed to get to the gym and I started doing my cardio as usual training as usual and that really allowed me to have a structure and a routine where at least my environment wasn't like eating me <laughs> inside out because I was struggling with that so much mentally and I got to the stage where in April you know I had like 40 clients whilst I was working full-time it was at the point where I was spending every Saturday and Sunday just doing check-ins all day all day all day and the evenings of Monday to Friday I was just doing programming consultation calls and setting up new clients like there was not a break all while posting on Instagram every day and whilst doing a YouTube video each week so that was 
phenomenally difficult. Um, but again, because I'd said like it, it made me realize that it's what I wanted to do. And I really was not enjoying my full time role and really struggling to get to grips with the fact that I was having all this pressure to work for a new company virtually. And I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, you know what, now is the time, like now is the time for me to grab the ball by the horns and to jump ship. Because at that point, I had matched my salary from my corporate job. In fact, I had been earning a little bit more um, and I'd finally made my investment back that I'd made in January. So I decided that I was going to not only, um, you know, decide to quit my job, but I was going to launch Coach by Millie as a company and and really take this as far as I possibly could in this year. The other thing that I also did in April was I decided to do a photo shoot to get me out of my comfort zone and familiar to being in a vulnerable position that I would have been in when I was, you know, basically in tiny sparkly underwear on a stage. I had started to feel a little bit more confident in my body composition and as a birthday present to me, because in April it was my 24th birthday, I decided to book a shoot with Jodie Wright, who is a phenomenal photographer, um, and he has he has these incredible, elegant, feminine, sexy shoots that he does with so many phenomenal women, and that was really kind of inspiring to me, and I decided that I wanted to celebrate my femininity, my strength, and that was going to be my birthday present to me, so I did a shoot where I was in the tiniest, most revealing kind of like underwear and it was like in a bar where I was in these giant heels and just had to really channel that kind of like boss bitch energy into this photo shoot with a guy that I'd never met before. Um, but Jodie was really, really lovely and he made me feel so comfortable and really confident in that shoot and the photos turned out amazingly. And that was like one of the first moments in my whole life where I felt so happy, like within my own skin. And that was one of the best things that I ever could have gifted myself as a birthday present. And I think that's something which I'll continue to do with photo shoots from now on, no matter what skin I am in, because to celebrate my body, what it can do, my strength is something that's really important to me. And I think it's really important that others do that too. Whether it's through a photo shoot or through something else, it doesn't really matter. But that to me was something which, um, yeah, just really, really empowered me. And that kind of energy continued into May where I did decide to quit my corporate job. No one at work knew that I had built a business on the side. No one had a clue what I was doing. And um, let me just say that a lot of people were happy for me at my job, but equally a lot of people um, had negative feelings because they felt like they'd spent so long, you know, kind of like mentoring me, looking after me. Technically, the graduate scheme had invested in my training and um, they kind of didn't obviously have the the best emotions to the fact that they'd lost what they considered as an asset to that company and the fact that I decided that I preferred to do something else. So that was tough having to kind of deal with that. But at that point, I was way past caring. Like I was like, I am going to do this because one, if I don't quit my job now, I will break because I was under an immense amount of stress trying to look after 40 or 50 clients whilst actually that wasn't my full time job. And as well as that, it was time for me to finally have the freedom to not have to get up at 4 or 5 a.m., rush onto the Master, come home, try and reply to all of my clients to then clock on for my meetings that started at 9 a.m. Like, it was so insanely stressful to try and manage a prep and all of my training, cardio and steps alongside everything else that I was doing. Then another thing that I did in May 
when I quit my job was I sat down and I wrote out my goals that I wanted to do for the rest of the year because at that point YouTube had been coming out all the videos had been coming out weekly which was amazing um, and I decided that I wanted to develop more things for my team so I wanted to transition them onto a better system I wanted to give them a little bit more excitement when it came to like the Coach by Millie brand. So I had set about doing things such as transferring them onto a coaching app instead of using Google Sheets. I had decided that I wanted to set myself the goal of creating some Coach by Millie merch and some clothing. And as well as that, I wanted to set myself uh, some personal goals when it came to competing to get to the British finals, to get a top five placing and it was amazing when I had done all of this and wrote out some financial goals as well. One of the, the kind of personal slash financial goals was to move up to Adam's inner circle. So Adam, my business mentor, has a really close-knit group of his online trainer education, which is where he mentors all of his coaches. And this kind of top-tier group of coaches, he mentors us more privately and we get more of his time. And as well as that, we get to do incredible things such as go over to Dubai for seminars and to kind of see him have dinners together and to get to spend a lot of time together. So my goal was to make my way into this group of top-tier coaches and to really scale my business and to make sure that the quality of service which I was providing to my clients was elite, like it was the best that I could possibly do. And I wrote this as a goal to have achieved it by the end of the year, as well as to have monetized YouTube by the end of the year um, and all of these kind of little things that I wanted to, to improve. And amazingly, a week later, I got a message from Adam to say, hey, I've been thinking about bringing you into the inner circle because all of the work that you're doing and the rate at which you are building your business and scaling it is phenomenal. So what do you think? And then I sat down with Adam had this conversation, agreed on the fact that, yes, again, I would need to invest more money for this service, um, significantly more money. And if I had imagined that I'd be investing that amount of money, you know, back in January, it would have been something that I would have laughed at because it would have seemed impossible. But I said yes. And so funnily enough, in May, I set the goal of getting into the inner circle by the end of the year. And a week later, I was in that inner circle and I was showing up to those meetings where I was learning phenomenal things about growing a business and about how to really improve my service to my clients. So in May as well, I was four weeks out from my first show. So prep got really, really tough, really tough. And I was just struggling so much with cognitive function and thinking. So having to, to push on through quitting my job, but then also realizing that I still had to do everything that I was already doing, but my brain function was just decreasing as I was getting leaner. It was properly difficult. So what I decided to do in June was that I needed a little bit of extra help. And I also wanted to continue to level things up. So in June, I did my first ever bodybuilding show in the first week on the 6th of June. That in itself was one of the you know big, biggest risks that I've ever taken, like put into real life. Because as I said, you know, I went through a prep 18 weeks, not a single thing out of place. Every single box was ticked. Every single gram of food was consumed as was needed. Every single step was done. Every single minute or second on the Stairmaster. Like when I say that through the six months of my prep this year, I did not fuck up once. I genuinely mean that. And that's why I'm most proud of what I have done this year. It's not because of the placings. It's not because I got to British finals. It's because for six months, 
I did not miss a single beat and I did all of that whilst building a business and working a corporate job. So just stepping on that stage in June was one of the most exhilarating and terrifying experiences of my life, but it was finally like one of those I fucking did it moments, which was amazing. And I realised at that point that I was also starting to flag a little bit when it came to the business side of things. I really did start to feel exhausted from having scaled my business so quickly and all of a sudden being thrown into the inner circle where there was a lot of high level discussion and I still was very much so, very, very much so new to the industry of online coaching. So I wanted to work to invest my energy in a way that was going to help my clients and benefit them. So that month, I decided that I would transition all of my clients onto a coaching app, which was a huge feat in itself, transferring all of their data, all of their goals, everything when it came to their training programs and their nutrition protocols all onto an app was a giant, giant job to do. But it was one of the best things I've ever done because it now allows them to have a much better system. It allows them to literally tick boxes daily because that's the way that the app is set out so that they can work on their targets every single day by ticking the boxes and showing me that they've done it. And it's just much more of a friendly user interface. So that was amazing. And I also decided that I loved, loved, loved doing YouTube so much. I hadn't failed to put a video out each week by that point. But I also thought I wanted to give more value and a lot of this value I wasn't able to give like in long form. People like YouTube for the fact that it's snappy, you can watch like quick videos whilst you're doing your cardio, have a bit of a laugh, see what someone's up to. But when it comes to actually sitting down and educating people or talking about experiences, it's something that a lot of people will switch off of because that's not really what YouTube is for. It's not often that people will sit down for an hour to watch a a video. But what people will do is that they'll listen to podcasts when they go on a walk, when they're driving, when they are kind of just doing different chores around the house or whatever. People love to listen to podcasts. And that's why I decided that I really wanted some long form content where I could talk more about mindset, not just about training, nutrition, not just about prep, but to talk about basically what this whole podcast is, to talk about my life, my experiences and to really get them to help you guys. So I had seen that Bex had done all of this herself. Bex was also on prep at this time um, and she was absolutely killing the game when it came to YouTube. She has her podcast, Walk With Bex, and I had decided that I really needed some of this boss babe energy. You know, she was going for her pro card and she was not dropping the ball on anything and she was offering business mentoring. So I set up a call with Bex and I said, I just need a little bit of extra fire, a little bit of extra accountability. I need a little bit more in a way support because it's not as if I can carry all of this by myself without someone kind of like cheering me on and I think that's okay to admit to to everyone you don't have to be a lone ranger and if you are a lone ranger then you're putting yourself into that position having a weekly call with Bex to talk about the fact that we were both dying on prep and we could relate and that we were both trying to get YouTube content out and that she was helping me with my ideas for my podcast was such uh, such a useful help. I can't even put it into words that it just really gave me that extra direction that I needed as well as that extra support. So I invested into Bex to help me through June and July to, to work on my podcast. And then <laughs> again, I invested into podcast artwork, the microphone, the software. All of this, again, was financial investments. And, you know, I don't make anything back on the podcast. I knew that was going to be the case. 
who knows, like one day it might get monetized, but I'm sure it's not going to take, you know, a short amount of time for me to make that money back. If I ever do make it back, it will be a long time. So this was an, another investment to do just throughout my enjoyment. So launch the podcast in my final peak week in the lead up to British finals. That again was massively difficult because in June I took on the most clients that I had ever had and I carried that through until July. So was in between shows pushing the hardest I'd ever pushed on prep to get leaner and I'd also launched my podcast. So it was massively difficult because I was also working around an injury. I had injured my lat and I was really, really stressed. It was stopping me from posing. It was stopping me from training. It was really hindering me, even in day-to-day activities like carrying my shopping because the whole like right side of my body was in excruciating pain. And that's the point where I really kind of like hit a bit of a like rock bottom on prep because I was so stressed with everything. And then I was being hindered from actually doing what I needed to do, such as training and posing to be my best at my final show, that it was a pretty dark time. And um, along that time, there were a lot of people who I knew who had been competing and who were aiming for British finals. And they themselves had, you know, decided that actually they can't continue with prep anymore because it's just getting too much. And you know, I did have some of those thoughts at that time, like, why am I actually pushing on? Like, why? It's just to do an extra show. And it's because I've made it to British finals, and I just do want to do it. But is there actually like any point in doing it? And to me, it was just a, I want to prove to myself that I can. And um, I pushed on, I pushed on, and I competed at British finals. And that's where I got my my top five placing, I came fourth place. And um, it was just, it was, again, like, not to me the most important thing for the placing but the fact that I had done all of that and everything before in that six months it was just the most craziest whirlwind but I never gave up I never ever gave up and I just always pushed on so in August six months of prep came to an end and let me just say that I was so ready for it I was very much so done with dieting I was done with feeling lethargic tired exhausted And I was so ready to just dial in on focusing on business, on YouTube, on the podcast, and also to get some downtime. Like we had just kind of come out of lockdown, but whilst I was in prep, so whilst everyone was off having fun, I was, you know, competing and I really needed a little bit of time with some human interaction to get me feeling like the best version of Millie again, because I do feel like I lost myself a bit on prep. Like I became much more introverted, much more tunnel visioned. And me as a person, I'm super extroverted. I love socializing. I love time with people, but I just did not have the energy or the time for it on prep. And so I became very insular and it was time to start to kind of rebuild relationships and spend time with others. So I made the decision to close my books. I was kind of like maxed out at capacity with clients and I didn't want my service to suffer. So for the first time ever, I decided, right, I'm going to close my books. And naturally, with not taking on any more clients, it means that you're not getting in more income. So that was a financial risk, but also something that I needed to do for my mental health whilst I was focusing on managing my reverse diet and post-show, which is undoubtedly probably the most difficult part of competing because you have to maintain such discipline when it comes to training and energy expenditure and nutrition alongside starting to live your life again. And that was massively difficult, but I pushed on and I actually feel like I really prepared for post-show in the best way that I possibly could. And I'll be honest and say that I didn't find it as tough as a lot of people do, 
but it's only because I was so afraid of it that I think I really spent a huge, huge amount of time preparing for it. And naturally, I had my coach to support me um, inside out the whole way through. And I'm forever grateful to Danny for having done that for me. So August was just a month where I dialed in on business and the podcast. I did my first ever client shoot, which was, again, another financial investment for me. But it was probably one of my favorite days of this whole year because seeing them look at their photos and say that they didn't recognize themselves, that they've never felt so confident after the photo shoot, saying that the fact they'd pushed themselves out of their comfort zone, just like I had when I did my photo shoot in April, had given them this crazy boost of confidence and how they just want to do it again. It was like exhilarating, like getting on a roller coaster, you're terrified, you get on it, you have the best time, you're like, right, I want to go again. And that's what I'd instilled into them. And um, yeah, it was a really proud moment for me because just giving people confidence is something which is, or the opportunity to develop their own confidence is something which is phenomenal. And, um, you know, I've had that myself through my coaches, through photographers who have really helped me find myself and be confident in my own skin. And so that's something where I will continue to do that. And I've literally today just been planning my next client photo shoot because I'm so excited for it. So by September, I opened my books again and I took on again, a lot of clients and my systems were in a much better place now, but it was a really, really, really intense month of work. And I decided that I really couldn't manage everything alone um, or as much as I was doing alone. And one thing that I didn't mention was that in April, I did decide to take on a virtual assistant to help me out again, another financial investment. But by September, I needed so much more help with what I was doing that I had a chat with Chloe, my incredible virtual assistant, executive assistant, and now business manager. Um, I said to her, I was like, Chloe, your strategy, your ideas, the way that you do things for me is phenomenal. I need you to help me more because it's got to the stage where I can't give as much energy as I want to to my clients because there's a lot of back end work that I'm doing that I don't necessarily have to do myself if I train you to do it. So I promoted Chloe to essentially executive assistant or business manager, which she is now. And naturally, that was another financial investment that is really big because Chloe does a lot of work for me every single month. And after the whirlwind that September was of maxing out on clients again, promoting Chloe to business manager and finally having reversed out of my kind of post-show phase, I really needed a break. Like at this point, I hadn't been on holiday for like two years. I had obviously come into the inner circle and Adam does his events for the inner circle in October and then he does one around springtime. So I went out to Dubai for meeting my business mentors. I met Bex, um, I met Adam. I spent a lot of time learning. I spent a lot of time with other coaches, good friends, developing business ideas and just relaxing. And that was actually really scary for me because it's the first time in the whole time that I'd been coaching that I took a week off work. So I explained to my clients that I would give them everything they needed during that time, but I wasn't going to be doing check-ins. And that to me was terrifying because, you know, I built this baby, I built this business and all of a sudden I'm not, you know, there for those clients on that week or I'm having to put myself, you know, on kind of like out of office. And for me, that's really difficult because I am so caring. So that was a risk in itself because I was scared. I was just like, what if my clients feel like they're not getting the most from me? What if they feel like, you know, oh my God, who does she think she is taking a break? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it was just these irrational thoughts, but taking that time off and not taking on any clients that month was really, really good for my mental health. But it was also then very, very difficult in terms of getting back into the groove of things. 
because by the time that I came to November, I think some of you may have watched my um, YouTube video, which is called, you know, opening up about how I've been. I found it really difficult coming back to the UK to cold weather to then have to pick everything up when it came to business and to work on taking on new clients and to get into the swing of things again. And the more that that kind of started to pick up speed, the more that I realised that I needed some more support. I had also had the conversation with Danny after she decided that she wasn't going to coach competitors anymore, that it was time for me to move on to trying to coach myself for a little while. And then eventually I will move on to another coach to learn more from them, simply from a professional perspective. And also because I would like to have a coach with me throughout my improvement season into a prep. So I was then coaching myself. I was then trying to, you know, get the business kind of rolling again after I took some time off in October trying to look after my clients to the best of my ability and then also planning the client Christmas party which was really really amazing we did that last week um, but a lot of work went into that so again I had got to the stage where my business was at the point where it needed help again and it feels like this whole year has just been a cycle of almost like getting to breaking point um, because I've been pushing so hard and then needing to pull back get some more help reevaluate my systems and then push on again and so this push and pull of taking risks every single time my business has been near breaking point has been something which is um, a big lesson that I've learned. And one thing that I will be taking into 2022 is how can I assess things and try and predict them in advance and get help sooner than when I think I'll need it. So that way my business doesn't get to the point where I'm just like, oh shit, like I literally can't take on any more clients or I want to change how I'm doing something or frantically saying to someone, right, I need to train you to do X, Y, Z um, so that I can continue to keep up with the rate of growth. So my goals for next year are to be making sure that I'm developing things much more in advance to me actually needing them, which is why I also in November took the decision to invest into creating a website, which is going to be something that will be launching next year. It's a big, big project and it's not just a website. It's got a members area for my clients. And it's going to have a lot of incredible value on there. So that's one project that I've been working on in the background. But as well as that, I also have, I'm, I'm not going to say too much actually, because I want this to be um, announced in January when it's final. But I have made a big step into working on something which is going to allow me to help a lot more people rather than just doing everything single-handedly. So that's one thing that's going to be coming, but it was a big, big decision that I made in October, November time. And that will be announced in January, um, which I'm super excited for. But again, this was something which was a huge amount of trust being placed, as well as a fair amount of money into something which will hopefully allow me to help as many people as possible. Further to that, I even then hired another virtual assistant in November because I just needed more help with the things that needed to get done that were back-end work that I could train someone to do. Even though Chloe was working as business manager, it got to the point where Chloe was being overworked. And so all of these things, you know, out of nowhere in January, you know, deciding to launch my business, then kind of getting to November, December time. And I'm here having to hire several people. And I'm here trying to put money into things ahead of things kind of getting to the point where they reach saturation. All of these risks have been really kind of like big and unnerving every single time that I've taken them. A lot of financial strain, a lot of mental strain, a lot of hours being put in behind the scenes to train up other people to allow me to just divert more time and attention to my clients and to be able to help more people, but never ever decrease the quality of my service and only increase it has been 
phenomenally difficult but also very exciting which takes me to December where we're at now so last week I had my amazing client Christmas party um, and a YouTube video will be coming out about that really really soon as well as the kind of announcement of this project that I've been working on which will be kind of launching in between Christmas New Year if not January so a lot of that work um, has finally been coming to fruition which has been really really exciting and then I've also closed my books again this month and I've decided to take some time off in between Christmas and New Year. Again, another week where my clients won't be doing formal check-ins, but it will allow me to work on some back-end stuff for them. I mean that in January, where I've got like one, two, three projects launching in January, I have all the time and the energy and the mental capacity to be able to deliver that. And this is something that I um, that I worked on with my therapist, because I missed to say that in uh, November, I also got a therapist. And this, again, is another big risk, because all of a sudden you've got someone who is probing into your life and asking you, why do you do this? What's happened to you? Why do you approach things this way? Is this working in the best manner for you? And are you actually looking after yourself in the best way? And you have to become really vulnerable and you have to allow yourself to be as open as possible to become self-aware and to then be able to develop a lot of coping mechanisms and a lot of strategies to mean that things work the best for you. And one thing that I spoke to my therapist about um, was the fact that I keep kind of getting really close to burnout as well as that's kind of similar to the approach when I'm talking about business. My business is growing faster than I can kind of handle sometimes, which is why I'm now preempting a lot of stuff and working on a lot of projects before they're needed so that by the time that they are needed, things are ticking over really nicely. And I'm always, as I've said, having things better for my clients. So all of this has been a phenomenal amount of self-development and change this year. But what we can reflect on is the fact that every single risk that I've taken, whether that's been financially investing into business mentors, investing into giant projects, investing into things for my clients, investing into people, every single risk that I've taken has paid off. And I would not be here if I had not given that trust and also given finances and investments into other people and different things. Yes, some of them might not have worked out. Yes, you know, I could have prepped and it could have all gone to shit. Yes, I could have set myself challenges of putting out a, a weekly vlog and no one would have showed up to watch it. Who knows what would have happened, right? But it's the fact that I did it and it did work. And now all of this proves to me that no matter what I do, if I do it with intent, if I do it with passion, if I do it with determination, something will come from it. And even if it doesn't work, I will learn a lesson. In January, this coming month, I have probably one of the biggest months in my life when it comes to business goals, when it comes to personal goals, when it comes to things that are changing and how my business systems are developing, like everything is going to be so different. And 2022, I've already mapped it out until like June in terms of what I'm doing with business and a lot of what I'm doing with my personal life, which is a position which I never ever expected to be able to kind of forecast what I'll be doing in my life but I've almost like now plotted out the risks that I will be taking and why I will be taking those. And even if they don't work out, that's cool because I've learned something from it. So if there is anything that I want this whole story to tell all of you guys about, like if there's anything that I want you to take away from this, it's the fact that no matter what you do, no matter what risk you take, if you have hope, you have self-belief, you have 
the grit to push on regardless of whatever comes through because you're so passionate about making something work for you, you will succeed. I have no doubt about it. If you truly want what you are so certain about wanting and you are ready to put the work in, whether that is a business goal, whether that's a professional goal, a personal goal, physique related, fitness related, anything. If you truly, truly want it and you can map out the milestone goals or the milestone risks that you're going to need to take and when to take them, then I promise you that you are on track to achieving things that you never once thought or believed you would be able to achieve. And with every single risk you take, you will get more confident in taking bigger and bigger risks, which are only going to allow you to develop and evolve even more so. So in 2022, there's a whole lot more risks that are coming for me. Some of them might work out, some of them might not. But regardless of whatever happens, My intentions to make things work are still there and they're stronger than ever. And for that reason, I know that things will work out. And I'm really, really excited to go into a bit of a goal setting podcast next to give you the kind of structure as to how you can set out your goals and how you can associate the risks that are with them, because that is going to be your blueprint for how you achieve everything you've ever dreamed of next year. And I know this might sound cliche as fuck, and I know that you might not believe in manifesting, and trust me, I did not believe in it until this year, right? But I am here to tell you that if I can do it, you can do it too. Because four years ago, I was just a uni student who was overweight, unhealthy, who had a chronic disease, and who was trying to make her way in life to at least earn a living so that I'd be able to maybe go on holiday a couple of times a year. Now, My life is very different and I spend every single day doing what I truly love. I spend, you know, all of my time planning for new and exciting experiences and I get to build a community of phenomenal, strong-willed and strong-minded people who are listening to this podcast right now. So thank you so much for supporting me this year. I cannot put it into words and please, please go and chase your fucking dreams. Like, please do not hesitate for a second go and take those risks, do it, do the hard work that is required to make them work. And you are so on track to achieving everything that you've ever wanted. So that is everything for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in guys, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope that you've all had a lovely Christmas and I really can't wait to see what we all achieve together in this new year. So thank you so much guys. Much love. I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you.